JMV here with Brian Kahn from Floors to Your Home. Fans, if you're shopping for flooring of any kind, you need to check these guys out. You're going to have the most incredible, totally hassle-free shopping experience ever. JMV, we really appreciate you saying that. That's our goal every day, to offer our customers a quick, easy, and hassle-free experience at all of our Floors to Your Home locations. Fans, it works like this. You see the product you like. It's going to be cheaper than anywhere else. That's for sure. Then you can immediately take it home with you or have it installed. That's right. No hassle, no special order. Just see it, buy it, and take it home, or have it installed. Like three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof flooring starting at just 349 and they have everything in stock. I'm doing my whole house, and believe me, this is the best shopping experience you'll ever have. Three convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who gives the quickest, easiest, and most hassle-free buying experience? Floors to your home. That's who. What in the hell do you think you are doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. All of the chicken. Double time. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Minshew goes out of the gun. Moelle cocks the tight end to left. Two receivers go to the right side. One goes left. Minshew looking to set up the screen. Caught by Jonathan Taylor at the 10-yard line. He's at the 5, twirling his way close to the goal line. No signal yet. There it is. Touchdown for the Colts. Raheem Blackshear about two yards deep is going to bring it out. He's at the 5. He's at the 10. Cuts it up. 15. Cuts off a block. 20, 25, 30, 35. He's at the 40-yard line, then runs over the kicker. Matt Gay for extra yards. Eddie Pinheiro, the 60-year kicker out of Florida, is on. This is going to be a 35-yard field goal from the near hash his extra make that his field goal is up and it is good he drives it through Sanchez waiting on the short snap there it is has the distance from Matt Gay it's up and it is it's good it's good good from 57 yards Young in the pocket Throws it upfield, picked off by the Colts in the near sideline. 35, direct at 25. Kenny Moore racing for the end zone. 10, 5, touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Young looking over the defense, pointing some things out. Takes a shotgun snap, looking left. Floats left, fires at the pylon. It's caught, and it's a touchdown for the Panthers. Play action, Bryce Young throws it left side, and it's picked off by the Colts. They're running the other way with it. It's Kenny Moore again. He's at the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! Two of them today. A pick six by Kenny Moore. Final score on the Ruoff Mortgage scoreboard. It'll be the Colts 27 and the Panthers 13. That is Matt Taylor right there on the call. The voice of the Colts on the Colts radio network. The Colts snap a three-game losing streak on the road in Carolina. It's a damn good thing because that Carolina team's awful. 
Absolutely awful. You don't want any part of, and I know you look back to last week, and it was Houston in there that uh, surrendered the first win of the season for the Carolina Panthers. Man, you would not want to be that Colts team losing to that mess yesterday, would you? And then have to sit out a couple of days and embark on a flight to Frankfurt, Germany to play the New England Patriots, which is the deal now. But the three-game losing streak is over. And I don't know what it means. I think I know what it means. But I don't know what it means. And here's why. So I was talking a little bit earlier, and people were asking me a couple of different things. You know, how you got that win on Saturday over Wisconsin, and everybody talks about the path. And this time of year, there's always a path in terms of politics and voting, right? The path to get to wherever. Where's me out? The path. Uh, More so than anything else, you have to have some consistent football. And do you believe that either one of these teams would be prepared longer term other than just one game? And in the Colts case, clearly against the worst team in the NFL by a long shot. A long shot. They were terrible. That's a game, if you're the Colts, you absolutely have to win. But people talk about that path, and I I mean, to win win out if you're IU, to get to six, anybody believe that they're capable or able of doing that? I'm glad that everybody got a shot of positive adrenaline because there is not nearly enough of that to go around around here. Because we have that schlep rock losing mentality. I mean, everybody looks for next year. Everybody looks to the type of compensation you can get in draft picks and free agency and all that nerdery that drives me nuts. So there's nothing wrong with a little positive reinforcement in terms of wins. That's great. But when you ask me that regarding both of those teams, in particular, our subject matter here being the Colts, they would have to prove a lot more that they're capable of stringing together wins and playing better against better teams. And you're just going to bump into a better team, even if it's not good, in New England coming up in Germany on Sunday. Yeah, they're not any good, but they're better than that crap mess that we watched yesterday. The Buccaneers, they're not any good, but they're better than what we saw yesterday. Listen, That's what you get in terms of a schedule that is conducive. The problem we're trying to have that play out in your mind right now is, if not for Kenny Moore yesterday, I don't know what in the world we're talking about today. I mentioned that on the pregame show yesterday to the Gorman. I said, Gorman, Gorman, we can't have a loss in Charlotte, North Carolina today because I don't want to have a show in the 3 o'clock hour on Monday talking about how they were outwitted, outmaneuvered, and outplayed by a Frank Wright coach team that certainly looked like that. It looked like a preseason game some of the time, especially from the Panthers' side. Non-stop penalties, just dumb early season penalty stuff. So you ask me if I glean anything from that win yesterday, and I do. They snap a three-game losing streak, and that stunk. They get Jim Ursay to dance to Meek Mill after the game in the locker room. <laughs> That's nice. He was getting low on everybody in there. Even with Shane Steichen holding his hand. I'm glad that got to happen. 
And I'm really, in particular, happy for Kenny Moore. I like Kenny Moore. We had Kenny Moore on about a month ago. And I can't remember exactly the circumstances, but it was Kenny Moore with a group that probably seemed even better then in the secondary that had been giving up big play after big play. And then it got worse. Then it got worse for the outside group. It got worse with what they were giving up. It got worse in terms of costing their team games. And then it got worse. But I was really happy for Kenny Moore yesterday because Kenny Moore, two pick sixes in a game, and he did that in front of his family and his friends in Charlotte, North Carolina. That is a pretty cool thing. Like you're asking me now, so does that mean that he's going to get extended here? I've always told you this. I think he's going to be 30, right? But I've always told you this anyway, and especially a lot of you knuckleheaded nerds that talked about third-day draft selections and late-round draft picks. Remember just last week? And you were talking about trading Kenny Moore this time last week. It was last week, and I'm glad so many of you have absolutely zero recollection of that. It's like, poof, it didn't even happen. There's no evidence of it. How many of you were calling for it? You haven't seen winning in forever, dorky, wanting all this draft stock and capital crap and late round picks most of the time that end up getting bounced before the end of camp. Remember what I said about that last week? I mean, what are you going to gain out of it? What are you actually going to get? Keep your good players as long as you can. What are you actually going to get out of that? Man, so many people wanted to trade Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore was on that list. In order to trade DeForest Buckner, DeForest Buckner had a great deal to do defensively while that game kind of sped out of control early on for Carolina because DeForest Buckner was playing really well. I just have a problem sitting around and telling you that Yeah, go ahead and trade good players for something that's not going to materialize to anything. Oh, I'm sorry. You have a slight chance of that something materializing to anything. Yeah, good luck with that small chance. Because as I've mentioned before, I don't have time to wait. I'm sick of waiting. I am sick of waiting on winning. And, well, this is what this is going to be. This is what this is going to look like. We just have to wait. I'll be honest with you. I'm jealous. And I know that they lost to Carolina last week. Yeah, you can see, right? Inside the lounge, the windshield spreadable cheeses lounge via YouTube Live. When I get the piece of paper up and I get it in my right hand, <laughs> that means we're going. But I know that last week that they handed Carolina their first win. But man, anybody else? Just if you watch the highlights of C.J. Stroud, how good would you have to feel How good would you have to feel if you're Houston moving forward? Remember all those that didn't think he was going to be any good and he couldn't do this and he couldn't do that? Ohio State quarterbacks aren't any good. Why would you do that? All he did was have one game. Okay. Good idea. Good plan. See, that's why why you got to keep it locked here all the time. 
I saw that one game against Georgia, and that's the moment I thought, wow. And then he mentioned ball placement specialist during the combine here back in February. Uh, you, you had me a ball placement specialist, honestly. Loved it. So that was just absolutely spectacular yesterday. And if you're one of maybe the handful of fans that they have of the Houston Texans, you have to be extremely excited about that. But getting back to the Colts, I was very happy for Kenny Moore. And honestly, if you're asking me, is that going to lead to an extension? I know around here we're a bit apprehensive about extensions. Because <laughs> normally you get an extension and things, at least recently, haven't worked out great. There are examples of it, right? Of things not working out great with the extensions being handed out. That said... Considering what they have right now on that team, considering what they have in their secondary, which is really a lot of jack squat. Seriously, it is. It is a lot of jack squat. As Julian Blackman at times can give you something. I don't know what else gives you anything in that secondary right now. Rick Venturi would have to tell me that. I'm not quite sure. What else really gets me going in that secondary? But I would bet that maybe he gets a little something here i don't know maybe they deem him too old i was just happy for him yesterday i was happy for him yesterday because he got to really put it back in the face that everybody last week all these analytics nerds out here that wanted him traded for a six-round pick because you're digging on that draft capital you've completely forgot about the feeling of winning i don't blame you because they don't win very often or they haven't But you have completely forgotten about it. By the time things get consistent around here again, who knows where the heck we'll all be. So I say this. I say when you grow, I say grow with winning. It's like I said with the Pacers last year. You know, it's interesting. I didn't really know who he was. But we were at the grand opening of the Greenwood location of Twin Peaks back in early June. And the reason why I bring this up is I want to give him an incredible shout-out because he played all snaps. That's something else we all have to do. Snaps. How many snaps did you get? How many plays did you get? we got to do that after every game now, too. But I didn't really know who he was. He was with Malik Turner. Uh, Malik Turner's a wide receiver. And Saguna Luby. The linebacker, they were both with me down at Twin Peaks. I think some of you actually came out to that grand opening and met them. A shout-out to Saguna Luby. Gets an interception yesterday. Played all snaps, which is incredible, incredibly meaningful, right, to most people. So, shout-out to him for that performance yesterday. Now, obviously, I don't know, when we talked... He was just trying to get and keep a foot in the door. That is something that's really cool to see. And I know that it came at the expense of an injury and the first missing game for Zaire Franklin in his NFL history. That part sucks, but it's also good when you can see a guy like that step up and give a little bit of something. So nicely done. So I wanted to bring that up. Yes, it was Twin Peaks the first week of June, right before we hit to the summer. Actually, right after the Indianapolis 500, the week later we did that. Outstanding. 
And uh, Saguna Luby hung with us down in Greenwood for a little bit and had a big game for the Colts yesterday. Now, I guess the bad news, we can look at it this way. That offense wasn't about to do jack squat, and it didn't do jack squat. 198 total yards. Can you imagine if you did not have – can you imagine if, if some of you dorks got Kenny Moore traded last week? <laughs> what would have happened? I had draft capital, though, wouldn't you? Feel good about that. At that third-day pick. But without Kenny Moore, this offense wasn't going to do anything. And that's what makes you wonder a little bit right now. I was talking to Tony Katz on his show. He's got a midday show downstairs a little bit earlier. And he was asking me about the offense. And I don't know, maybe this happens all the time. And maybe I'm just now putting my finger on it. But it seemed to me that Gardner Minshew's throws took even more time to get to their intended target than usual. Anybody else gather that yesterday? Uh, he would throw it, and it was like tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. It took forever for the ball to get there. And granted, I'm sure that there are a variety of reasons as to why. One, I mean, he's a backup quarterback. Two, he's a backup quarterback playing a starting role. Uh, everybody's coming at him. Everybody's coming after him. He has taken a lot of hits. Now, good for him yesterday. The best part about this is one thing. Uh, it was a terrible day for him and a terrible day really for that offense. Right? No really about it. It was terrible. But he didn't turn the football over. So that's a good thing. Because that is the main ingredient that has buried this team, especially in the last three. Those three losses, turning over the football. So he didn't turn over the football. But they weren't about to move it very far either. And you could tell, and this is one reason why. We talked to Matt Gay a couple of months ago, right, after that Baltimore game and the five field goals and the four over 50. The reason why you bring him in is because you are prepared. You are prepared to have to go long at times because of the type of offense that you have. So that is with preparation. And 57 yesterday for Matt Gay, and I mean with relative ease is what it was. Relative ease. So Matt Gay, 57 yards, that makes you feel good. I can't remember the last time you felt like that was automatic. Seriously, you are with this. I'm not suggesting you're there with Justin Tucker right now, but you are getting in the domain of feeling how Baltimore feels with Justin Tucker. You know what? Get it anywhere around midfield, and we feel like that he's going to knock it through. I got that feeling of that right now. But the Colts get the win 27 to 13. They're four and five on the season. So if you're looking for that path, don't look for the path. Look for back to back consistent football games or in this case look for one consistent football game because the offense didn't have it yesterday now the defense brought them along as the third wheel like if you're going out offense defense and special teams if they went on a date the the offense would have been the third wheel on that date it's like you with your friends and your friend's girlfriend remember when you couldn't get a date like the third wheel now, we'll say this, uh, the McKenzie, and you know I'm going to bring the McKenzie fumble. You calling it a fumble or can I call it a muff on here? You got to call it a muff. 
Now, that takes away from the special teams, but I think the 57-yarder was essential, and Matt Gay has been essential enough to call, in this case, the offense, certainly with 198 in total yards, the third wheel. So some consistency being created in Frankfurt, Germany, before you go on a week-long hiatus of rest. And the last thing you want to do is go all the way over there all the way over there and play a team that has been stanking it up too in the New England Patriots. I mean, just stanking it up like anybody else. Yeah, yesterday, 2017, New England's 2-7. and seven. You don't want to go all the way to Europe, all the way to Frankfurt, Germany, which is really weird. Frankfurt, Germany, like yesterday with the Chiefs and the Dolphins, and that was a decent game, but it didn't seem like it just – it. Yeah, it's 9 in the morning in Germany. It was almost like a little bit. You guys get the feeling, yeah, who cares? Is that wrong? So can you imagine what it's going to feel like for the Colts and the Patriots on Sunday? You guys are flipping your coin between going to church and watching that game right now. 2017 commanders over the Patriots. The Patriots are 2-7. and seven. Man, would that be nice to get that win before you go into the bye week? I will say this. Sometimes I guess you can't tell, and I'm not trying to hand out excuses by any stretch. And and maybe that is just the arm strength, for example, of Gardner Minshew that I haven't talked about in a couple of months. Uh, But this is a team that looks like it does need a breather. And I know all teams do. It's easy for me to sit here and say, hey, man, you're playing a, guy, you're playing a kid's game. Go out there and blah, blah, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then I'm going to go home and sit on the couch. Okay, let me go ahead and hand out my thoughts on how these guys should handle that. always thought people sounded like a jackass when you said that. So I won't do that. But it does look like these guys need a bit of a rest. Now... It's one of those weird things. You got to go a long way to get to it. You got to go a long way, and then you got to make sure that it it's meaningful. You don't want to go all the way over there and have this thing have zero meaning. How many people are going, by the way? This is one. I went to London, and I was not excited whatsoever upon going. But when I got there, I had one hellaciously awesome time. I mean, great time. I mean, really, the moment I arrived at my hotel and found out that my my toilet was encased by glass, I thought, well, wait a minute. I'm going to have to move. It was wonderful. Why don't I have this in Greene County? Who's Nobody ever thought about this glass-enclosed toilet in Greene County. Why? Why? But I had a great time. And that was early October, first weekend, in fact, of October back in... Was that 2017, 2016? It runs together a little bit now. But wait, I had a great time over there. Game wasn't so good. And then my relationship with Dwayne Allen went right down the toilet once I got back. But itself, the experience was cool. I just have never thought about this one being close to the same. Frankfurt, Germany. I'm sure it's fun. But yeah, the second week of November, yeah, it doesn't sound like anything I'd be good with. But seriously, I mean, this is one of those, you don't want to go all the way over there and lose to a 2-7 and seven team. But I'm not suggesting there's any great visions and, and now a 
a marching path, you know, to being able to compete. Hopefully you can just with the schedule in mind. But yesterday was one of those situations where, you know, what else are you really going to do? Carolina stinks. Your offense was stinking. And Kenny Moore on the defense picked you up. You take that and you run with it. And a shout out once again to Kenny Moore. I was really happy for him. Very happy. All right, 239-1070 is the number. I'll get all you guys on hold. We have nothing but me and you and going on until Stephen Holder of ESPN coming up at the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, we bail early at 530. And, and here is here's my thought on this. If the Pacers are going to continue to bounce me out 30 minutes early, can you stop jacking around and play some good ball and don't lose at home? Can we do that? Seriously, I said 45 wins this year. And this thing has been Jekyll and Hyde, and really more Hyde than Jekyll, depending upon which one you think is most evil. Seriously, I hate to take away anything. They got one win, one good win. You know, I guess the Cleveland team that had all their guys on Friday. But that was crappy on Saturday, if you watch that against Charlotte. I mean, really crappy. You go back to that Cleveland win that they had. I hate to take away wins, but I mean, hell, nobody played in Cleveland a little over a week ago. And you know, the Wizards are already washed. You get beat by 50. You lose to the Bulls here. Let's get going. Let's get a little bit of consistency. I know it's new and these guys are all getting used to playing with one another and all the garden variety excuses, but let's get some consistent basketball being played. And that also is number 33. You can join everybody in that level of consistency too. All of you. I know you've been struggling watching it because of the fiasco that is, you know, Bally Sports, Bally Sports Indiana and that app. But there have been moments when it hasn't really been worth your time, and you're probably glad you haven't. I know it's early. I'm not, again, hitting the panic button. I'm just saying, especially if you're going to hijack 30 minutes of my time, stop jacking around and put some consistent basketball product on the floor. All of you. We'll get back to that coming up a little bit later on. I know. Wimbayama in town later on tonight. San Antonio and the Pacers. And again, 630 is the pregame coverage. Uh, you can argue that Colts roundtable is the one that's going to hijack my 30, but it was more of a point to make with the Pacers here, so I made it with the Pacers. Uh, Matt Taylor and the gang at 530 today. Colts roundtable inside IU basketball at 1030. You got Purdue and Samford this evening, I believe. IUPUI. Give me a final score before we go to a break here. IUPUI and Spalding. Um, and not the nephew of Judge Smales, not that Spalding either, from Caddyshack. Spalding, I believe, is a D3 from the state of Kentucky. So what that means, a D3 in the state of Kentucky means all the deaths come assembled with ashtrays. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dave, what happened today? Everybody's desk gets it. If you're in D3 in Kentucky, you get an ashtray automatically assembled on your desk. What happened? Uh, the final score was 70 to 63. IUPUI? Yeah. Nice. Well done. 
Look up Spalding really quick. That is in Kentucky, right? And the joke would completely fail, would flop without Spalding being in Kentucky. Yeah. Yep, it's in downtown Louisville. The only thing that could have been worse if, if had it been in Indiana. <laughs> Spalding didn't have enough. So, again, let's invite everybody into the college basketball season. I guess officially these matchups kind of stink, but whatever. So we got that to talk about. That and more at 239-1070. Time for you. We got stuff to give away today. Wow, that's new. Wow, here we are. Hootie and the Blowfish. Chris Denary is going to be dialing this thing every time we give these away this week. He's going to get really excited about that. Got tickets to give away. And uh, where you can meet me later on tonight, I've got some trivia for us all. You guys dig on trivia. There's no way in the world you can compete trivia-wise with me. I think we know that, especially pop culture stuff. You know, music, film, entertainment. Stuff I get, hillbillyism, any of that stuff, you cannot compete. But we are giving away gift cards at Lou Malnati's tonight in Broad Ripple. Seven until nine. I would love to see you there. Just some good reasons why you can hang out coming up later on tonight with me. Lou Malnati's in Broad Ripple. All right, if you're on hold, I'll get to you inside the lounge via YouTube Live, the Windschuler Spreadable Cheeses Lounge, the stream, the app, HD radio in your car, trucker fan. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Let me have a Diablo sandwich, a Dr. Pepper, make it fast. I'm going to... 93.5 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. First and 10 to the 49-yard line. Panthers in the black, Colts in the all-white. Bryce Young goes out of the gun, has a running back to his right. That's Chuba Hubbard. Now Adam Thielen, the former Viking, in motion from right to left. Young in the pocket. Throws it upfield, picked off by the Colts in the near sideline. 35, direct at 25. Kenny Moore racing for the end zone. 10, 5, touchdown! I-N-D-Y! And that's a 49-yard interception for a touchdown, a pick six by Kenny Moore. Matt Taylor with the call right there. And uh, shout out to Colts fans, too. It's a good thing that all the nerds around here, third-day selectors, didn't get Kenny Moore traded last week as they wanted. I was really happy about Kenny Moore. Really happy with one and two pick sixes in front of his family and friends. That's cool. He is a good dude, too. I was really happy for him. And I was not an advocate last week. I wanted them to do exactly what they did do. Jack squat, nothing. Wasn't worth anything out there. I mean, one pick that glows in the dark in terms of a late rounder, and everybody thinks, oh, this is gold. Good players. Good players. Good for Kenny. Colts Roundtable coming up at 5.30. We're brought to you by the Shane Company. Fine jewelry since 1929. Shane Company. Made to shine. Now, this kind of does go absolutely against what I just had said. Are you ready? JMV. It's game seven of 82 for crying out loud. I understand you need to fill airtime but we can calm down on the bashing. Let's stop right here. In the midst of me saying, I want to see more consistent basketball, no matter what time of year that it is, and I understand because nobody's panicking. I'm not hitting the panic button. 
but I want to see them play more consistent basketball and take advantage of a lot of home games this early season. That's not a need to fill airtime. And I got news for you, whoever your name is right here. I could fill airtime in my sleep. Seriously, in my sleep with anything. No, this is important. And I don't care if it's 7 of 82, if it's 27 of 82, if it's 47 of 82. I just want to see them begin to play a more consistent brand of basketball. They may end up losing tonight. They may lose to the Jazz, may lose to the Bucks. probably will later on this week. I'm just looking for a more consistent brand of basketball. I don't think there's a damn thing wrong with saying that. You have them winning 45 games. They're on course to win 41. Calm down. I don't need to be calmed down. I'm just telling you what I want to see. You want to sit back and relax and wait? Then sit back, relax, and wait. I'm just suggesting that I would love to see, as would the fans, a more consistent brand of basketball on the floor. Because we're out. We're out of the year of of wishing, hey, wishing and hoping, I'm wishing and hoping. No, no, no. Now we have some expectations. So with that in mind, I don't give a crap what type of year it is or what time of year it is. Not one ounce. So, again, everything in that sentence I had said, don't take it this way, but... So, good listening comprehension right there. Brian's up first today at 239-1070. Hello, Brian. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Brian, great. Go ahead. Hey, somebody did their due diligence on C.J. Stroud. Uh, if you remember, they there was talk about some kind of wonderlick test that he didn't do good on, and Houston didn't pay attention to that nonsense. Uh, they found out that the kid had a tough family life and he rose above that and he gave his nil money to teammates of the ohio state uh, that speaks volumes about the type of young man uh, i think we got the same type with anthony richardson and hopefully the colts will coach him up during this offseason so it won't be a total waste of time i mean we all like to see him out there on the field but if I was the Colts, I'd hire Peyton Manning and say, hey, work with this kid. And and I guarantee you he'd come out next fall, and you're going to see tremendous improvements. That's all I got. Hey, thank you, Brian. And again, bringing up Stroud, I wasn't trying to compare he and Richardson. And what I meant was, as I described C.J. Stroud, when a lot of other people suggested he wasn't going to be any good and he had one splash game and that's it, I just want to tell those clowns to sit down. That makes me feel good. And they can sit down because he is legit and he is going to be legit. I don't know what effect Anthony Richardson is going to have because we haven't seen enough. I, I, we've seen enough to justify wondering what is going to be there. But again, as I mentioned, and this is going to be an off-season topic, this is not an in-season topic, thank God. But the off-season topic is going to be consistently debating whether or not he is going to be durable enough to be out there enough. And these are the things that are brought up when you're a part of a 
draft class, which will be associated with one another for a long time, including a guy we saw yesterday in Bryce Young. And I like C.J. Stroud coming out of Ohio State. I never wavered on that, and he has been really good so far this year. And, I mean, yesterday, just an incomparable rookie performance. Uh, really was. 470. I mean, again, even past the numbers that you look at, the five TDs, the no interceptions, but, you know, coming back and getting them down the field and, Winning that game. Just everything that you had hoped, if you're one of the five Houston Texans fans out there, that you would see in a rookie. Actually, you didn't expect to see that. But you had hoped a lot of categories that you saw yesterday. C.J. Stroud absolutely hammer in a good way. That's exactly what those five fans in Houston wanted to see out of just one. Just one category. Protect the football. Be able to get it down the field. Be accurate with it. Closing game situations. And you saw it all in one game. Good for him. 239-1070. Mike is next. Hello, Mike. How are you, John? Mike, I'm fantastic. Thanks for asking. Beautiful day. And I uh, agree with you on your uh, assessment of the Pacers and that they need to get a little bit better brand of basketball going. A little bit more consistent here. A little bit more consistent. It's all we're looking for here. Yes. And yeah, and I know the NBA is a superstar-driven league, and every game, most of them come down to the last three or four minutes. And I know Halliburton kind of blew that at the end. But Miles Turner, I usually am indifferent to him. He plays a role, and he sometimes drifts in and out. I thought he lost that game. Which one? The one Saturday? Yes. I mean, he played absolutely fumbling like he was just lost out there. He just was kind of lollygagging up and down the floor and then just wasn't in that last five minutes. He was he really did nothing positive that whole time. Well, I, I think I think what you saw, and I asked for more consistency for him too, by the way, Mike, but I think what you also saw is a team reliant upon one guy having a great game, and they all got their asses out of the way and let him do that. And, 100% I, and I'm not, I'm not, suge- and I'm not suggesting that's that's even the right thing to do at all. But no, I think you saw, you saw other dudes do that as well. But no, that's that's a part of what I'm talking about here with, with Miles and everybody else. I just want to see a more rounding into early season form, consistent brand of home basketball because the fans come in there excited, loaded up. That crowd was great on Friday. I mean, you got the response from the players. And that went over Cleveland, and I know it was the first back-to-back that they'd had, but you mentioned it. I think this was right. There was a lot of lumbering around going out there on Saturday, and And that's what I just look for is a a better brand of consistent basketball, both individually and team-wise. And I agree 100% on uh, Halliburton is your superstar, and obviously if you didn't – I mean, everybody saw that on Saturday. But, I mean, that was a fun game to watch, but he needs – well, and Buddy's got to hit a free throw. They can't turn the ball over, and yeah. you know you saw how it ended too. So, yeah. Anyway, good to talk to you, John. Mike, you call anytime. Thank you very much. See, I told you how I handle people that call in and want to be critical of Miles. 
JMV, we're just taking shots at Spalding, the city of Houston, Pacers defense, and a lack thereof. Desks with ashtray holders. I want some of what you're having today. <laughs> Actually, the uh, the ashtray thing just occurred to me. I'm sure Spalding is a fantastic. D3, did we look that up, James? Is it D3, Spalding? Get your foot off the boat. Hey, Jan v, speaking of consistency with the Pacers, why isn't Matherin seeing consistent minutes? He's got to play to get better. I think he's got to, like, be halfway decent some of that time, though, too. You do have to earn. I, I get to where he needs to play to get better, but you have to show that you're worthy of being out there some. And frankly, if you've watched him play, there's not been a lot of that so far. Still looking for it. Appreciate that X and or tweet. Quick break and we shall return. Again, we're brought to you by the Shane Company. Every football Monday right here brought to you by the Shane Company. Find jewelry since 1929. Made to shine. That is the Shane Company. If you're on hold, I'll get to you. I got plenty of time to your reaction from yesterday. Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore with the two pick sixes. And then this team getting ready to embark on a European vacation. You can't, I should say vacation, it's not a vacation. So for some, it will be. For, you, you can't, however, this can't be a trip that is as successful as the European vacation film, which by far is the worst of the series of National Lampoon vacations. I mean, even the remake and rarely is a remake better. Even the remake of National Lampoon's Vacation is better than European Vacation. You ever seen European Vacation? Holy God, that's terrible. I have not. I've Man, seen the Christmas one, but how I haven't do you seen go that one. From Anthony Michael Hall, Rusty, to this dude that looks like Malachi from Children of the Corn as Rusty. What the hell is that about? Who cast that son of a gun right there? Quick break. Back to the next. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Attention, whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. The f***, lady, do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Minshew goes out of the gun. Moelle cocks the tight end to left. Two receivers go to the right side. One goes left. Minshew looking to set up the screen. Caught by Jonathan Taylor at the 10-yard line. He's at the 5, twirling his way close to the goal line. No signal yet. There it is. Touchdown for the Colts. Jonathan Taylor, a 10-yard screen pass to Pater. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. The Colts have the first touchdown of the game, and now they lead. It's 9-0. Matt Taylor, you're at Rick Venturi. In the background right there, the Colts Radio Network, 27-13. That was the final yesterday. Jonathan Taylor with that touchdown reception right there. Good for Jonathan Taylor, but the day belonged clearly to Kenny Moore. Very happy about that. Uh, JMV, what do you think about the thong debate? Um, I've never felt myself being thrust into any sort of, especially like this, sideline thong debate. 
Um, I, I really don't have anything significant to add. There's a Philadelphia Eagles staffer on the sideline last night during the Eagles and the Cowboys game. Check that, I'm sorry, yesterday afternoon late during the Eagles-Cowboys game that uh, got knocked down and uh, evidently what people believe exposed him wearing a thong. I... um. <laughs> I've always said this. I, I I don't really care what anybody ever wears. I don't. Uh, and I certainly wouldn't ever think about wearing anything that has the opportunity to, to go places in which I don't want it to go, if you know what I mean right there. Plus, the only thing that stood out to me about this, and then I'll leave it to you guys in this consistent debate, is that the thong and the sweatpants even if you're trying to you know explain to people you know I'm working hard but I also play hard or you know I'm ready to get a little bit freaky here once this win is salted away I don't know about a thong like that in sweatpants that would almost seem like that that would be close to going commando in sweatpants and I that kind of grosses me out right here <laughs> I'm getting grossed out as we speak because <laughs> I believe those are sweatpants, right? But I'll leave it to you guys to decide accordingly whether or not this guy was was rocking a thong on the sideline, man. Jeremiah says it was discussed earlier today that it wasn't a thong. Oh, they actually had a major discussion on this, didn't they? Great. That's great. See? Exactly. Man, people out there care much more about what others wear. I just don't. It's like people around here, if Miles walks in or, you know, if you walk in with, you know, different clothes, I can't believe he dressed like that. You know, but who are you? I mean, listen, I wear basketball shorts all the time. I don't care how anybody else dresses. Hey, Corey Kinney says, oh, by the way, the Cubs fired David Ross, the manager, and then hired Craig Council to be their new manager. So Craig Council sticking it to the Brewers, his former team. And Corey Kinney says that the Cubs are probably going to sign now Joey Votto. Uh, the Reds did. Um, they opted out of his deal over the weekend, too. And hey, listen, I understand that you probably can't find it bats for him. But for the love of God, could the nerd Nick Crawl not come up with some better words to use? <laughs> he just, like my friend Greg said this too. If you're the Reds and you're in upper management, just never talk. Never talk. Quick break. Your phone calls, four o'clock hour next. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. We have the Holy Hand Grenade. Yes, of course. The Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch. Right. One, two, five. Lisa, three. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Play action. Bryce Young throws it left side, and it's picked off by the Colts. They're running the other way with it. It's Kenny Moore again. He's at the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! Two of them today. A 
Pick six by Kenny Moore. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Number 23, have a day. It's 26 to 10. Nice call by Matt Taylor right there. That was sweet. Good for Kenny. Not one but two to the house on interceptions of rookie quarterback Bryce Young. Colts win yesterday, 27-13. Lots of reaction and more on that. Now, this quick nugget of interest, and the Colts are doing this all the time, right? But according to uh, Ian Rappaport, uh, they were in the market, obviously, for a wide receiver prior to the trade deadline. They worked out. Sammy Watkins, the veteran wideouts earlier today. Sammy Watkins. Let's see if we can guess the age on Sammy Watkins. I closed my eyes inside the lounge via YouTube Live. Win Shuler, spreadable cheeses. I am not looking. You noticed that. 30. What is the age of Sammy Watkins? You looking that up for me? Uh, I'm looking it up right now. I'm going to go to his Wikipedia, and it says he is. How about what did you say? Thirty. You're dead on. He's thirty. Oh baby. The age game, brought to you by this old man. <laughs> thirty. That means here's what's frightening about that. So he is uh, 23 years younger than me. Is that true? That sounds about right. So, man, I was going out to bars in Bloomington, hanging out when I was 23, right? Just getting out of college. Man, I'm old. Sammy Watkins in today for a look-see by the Colts. Uh, BT wants to know, how do you keep your thong hidden in your gym shorts? Well, um, I... I have to have a decently constructed home for the family. So I could not do that. Now, I will say this. I mean, I I was a grape smuggler wearer back then. But I just kind of, I want some nice comfort going on from top to bottom right here, if that makes any sense to you. Yeah. I can't have my family living in a pergola. That makes sense. What type of pants should you wear? <laughs> Sweatpants. I don't know about that. Hey, why are we even talking about that? Stop taking me there. I don't want to talk about that. Uh, anyway, Colts, a winner. Pacers later on tonight. I'm assuming Victor Wimbayama is playing. I know that they had a game yesterday, yesterday afternoon, in fact. So that'd be something if he did not. I have asked the Pacers, especially if they're going to hijack 30 minutes of my time consistently um, every evening to go ahead and give a consistent game or two at home. And I didn't find anything wrong with it. And then a couple of people said, oh, you're jumping the gun. The time filler. That's what I am, the time filler. You guys have no idea how I could fill time. Well, yeah, you do. Some of you do. The ones that know me really well know exactly how I could fill time. But this is not it. This is sincerity coming from me and wanting to see more of a consistent game at home. Don't get me wrong. The Cleveland game on Friday night was fun to watch. And I know that it's early and nobody is panicking, but consistency. I want to see a little bit of it. I know what you're saying. What about defensively? Yeah, I don't know how much better they're going to get defensively. 
which is scary. JMV, you can conduct a survey on how many games the Pacers will hold their opponents under 105 points. I think last year it was under 10. I thought they would be better this year. The Pacers last in defensive efficiency. Pacers last in opponent in the paint by a mile. I think to win the Pacers will have to average 125 points a game. Not sustainable. Realize this early. Something has to change. Enjoy the show. Always. It's from Rob. Um, I have said this. I, I thought you had to maintain the offensive output because the defense wasn't going to catch far enough up. I will say this and feel strongly about it. They have to get better defensively in some of this junk we've seen so far. And certainly a lot of what you saw is skewed by that Wednesday night disaster in Boston. However, that's on your resume. That is still on your resume. And Rob, you're right. You're right to put those stats up there because that's what they are. I just don't know if they're going to get a lot better defensively. I don't know if they have the dudes to do it right now. Consistency. I'll start that later on tonight. If I get a bail here 30 minutes early, let's start that against San Antonio. Pacer fans have been fired up down there. I mean, really good. Really good crowds. So far, I didn't mind the painting of the floor like everybody else did. The thing I didn't mind is everybody like slipping all over the place out there like it was the ice skating rink. I didn't mind that. You ever go back to uh, elementary school and your elementary school and everybody like wore sometimes wore boots and you could slide down the hall? It seemed like that floor that they played on on Friday night. I always struggled in trying to moonwalk. I could never moonwalk. I could never do the Michael Jackson moonwalk. It looked like that floor could very easily had everybody in the building moonwalk on it. So I don't care how it looked, how bright it was, the colors, none of that stuff. I just don't want to see Buddy Heel bust his ass. All right, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see um, Tyrese Halliburton you know, rip it a hamstring or anything like that because you're slipping on a logo. That's the stuff I don't want to see. I don't care how it looks. Not at all. Thanks again, buddy. Hey, Lou Malnati's tonight. Who's going to join me? You know, I'm doing trivia. Can you imagine me in trivia? And I don't even know what trivia is going to be. I'll just like make it up. Or maybe if they have a trivia game in there, we'll just like battle one another. As long as we don't get to anything that is like bookworm stuff. I don't want to see any arts and literature or any science. I mean, any science. I don't want to have to say define igneous rock or any stuff like that. Just give me who got. Who got naked in the film in 1982, and I'll come correct with that. But tonight at Lou Malnati's will be good. Seven until nine in Broad Ripple. And we got gift cards to give away, too. I think if you beat me or if you answer the questions correctly, I don't know. I'm going to get loose on the microphone in there and uh, see what happens. Seven until nine, we'll watch the Pacers and the Spurs and some Monday night football as well coming up. Now, Colts win, and again, uh, the offense was not any good whatsoever. Defensively, you started with DeForest Buckner in that game. 
And then obviously Kenny Moore was just spectacular and good for him. And now the Colts on the road. I mean, really on the road in Frankfurt, Germany. That's coming up on Sunday. The Colts pregame huddle for me starts at 6.30 in the morning. Six. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to stay on the Jamvi takeover as long as I can. And I am hoping to bridge the gap. Bridge the gap between the Jamvi takeover and those that are still up and me and Bill and the Goreman on the Colts pregame huddle, 630 Sunday morning, 630. So what is it? 630 to 830, I'd imagine. Coming up on Sunday morning. You producing that one? I am not, thankfully. I think that will be Eddie. He'll have to be in here bright Mm. and early. Good times. 6.30. But that is a game, as I mentioned too earlier, that you you don't want to lose to a 2-7 and team. I mean, even if you look at the Colts record, and I get it, they're 4-5. and That's nothing to write home about. But you can't lose to a 2-7 and team. You don't want to fly all the way over there and then jack around and lose to this really bad New England team and have to sit out a week for a bye week and then come back home against the Buccaneers. I know it's easier said than done, but still, we'll see if the effect, they're not leaving until earlier. I checked that later in the week, so we'll see if there's any effect there as well. A lot of time to talk about that. Meantime, 239-1070. Stephen Holder's going to join us of ESPN. He's going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour. A lot of the questions being lobbed off-season stuff regarding Kenny Moore, and I would just tell you this. Um, I thought Kenny Moore was playing in a fashion in which he probably sticks around longer term after this year anyway, even before yesterday. I think that's going to more so leave a mark. So those of you, and I know who you all are out there too, you cannot hide from me. You can't hide when you sent messages to me where at the trade deadline, why are you keeping Kenny Moore? Get something of trade value for him. How about a third-day draft selection? How about a late-round pick? I won't tell on you, but I know who you all are, all of you. I won't tattle, but I know who you are. And again, shout out to Kenny. We'll ask Steven about that coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, but I bet. I bet he gets another deal there. That's my bet. And again, I'm all for keeping good players, especially if all you're going to get in return is like some six-round pick that's probably going to get cut in July anyway. It's weird. I kind of want to keep good players. Brett's up next at 239-1070. Hello, Brett. Hey, John, how are you? I'm just, I'm living in a weird world. You know, I'm not so much looking for draft capital, six-round picks. I like good players. That's weird. Weird world I live. I agree with you. I say let's re-sign Kenny uh, next uh, offseason. But my question has to do with another Colts player, Shaq Leonard. So based on injury history, uh, his performance this year, he's now talking what do you think his likelihood of being a Colt next season is? Well, and and yesterday, thank you for the call too, Brett. I appreciate that. Yesterday was not a bad numbers-wise game for him. He had double-figure uh, figure tackles, I think seven solo in that game. Um, the problem is he's still coming out on third. The problem is that this system with Gus Bradley, I, I would tell you this, I'm sitting here right now, 
wondering that how in the world you're going to maintain paying him that amount, which you're certainly not, but also factor it in with coming out on third down, and you also have to look at whether or not you believe Gus Bradley is going to be here next year. And maybe neither one of them will be here next year. But there's no way that price tag is going to be upheld by the Colts, especially when you're coming off the field on third down. So what what I did right there, Brett, is I split up your question with how he performed yesterday because you look at stats and you go, okay, well, there he is, the top of the tackle board again. But just the price tag that he is going to be compared to what, you know, the dead money would be if they let him go. And then also considering the defensive situation and whether or not Gus Bradley is going to be here next year. But I think the likelihood is rather low, Brett, to answer your question right now for next year. Now, if you remember, it was Gus Bradley. Let's go back to... uh, What, a month ago, Gus Bradley said you would see Shaquille Leonard start rounding back into form. They had talked about amongst themselves on that team in November. It is now November. And I brought up his numbers. And you may not buy into the numbers. You may more look at the fact he's coming off the field on third down. Okay. I just think that hefty price tag is something that they're not going to end up dealing with. But I also think where they're going to go in the future, uh, whether or not they whether or not they stay with what they have in Gus Bradley. Thanks again, Brett. Jimmy's up next at two three nine ten seventy. Hello, Jimmy. Hey, John. Great to see you Friday. It's great friend. to see you and the fam on Friday, buddy. Yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, I just wanted to make a point on the Spurs Pacers game tonight. Um, I think. I'm really looking forward to your boy, your boy, and my boy Miles. Um, I, I think he's gonna have a great game tonight. I think um, it'll be helpful if he can get some help with uh, uh, the perimeter defense. And um, and uh... are you there? Well, you just play, oh, Jimmy. Sorry about that. I think James accidentally. I think it was more of the system. I think we got Whopper that had a major malfunction right there. Continue, Jimmy. Can you hear me? I got you, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, no, I, I just thought I think it's a big game for Miles, and I really appreciate the perimeter. I think the perimeter defense is going to be key. Guys like Bruce Brown and Halliburton uh, keeping uh, the guards for the Spurs in front of them. And I know you talked about that a lot. And I, I think Miles kind of gets uh, the the brunt of criticism because. Uh, sometimes our guards don't handle the perimeter defense perfectly, but um, I think it's. A, I think Miles is going to have a great game. I I always uh, enjoy seeing Miles play, and he's always been really friend, friendly to me. So it's, uh, I I I don't like all the Miles criticism um, that he takes, and I really feel your pain. So uh, <laughs> well, have a great night, Jimmy. Okay. Thank you very much. I, I will see you later on this week. Enjoy the game tonight. I, I will say this: there, there's not any pain with me about it i think a lot of it i'll give you a great example like we had a caller call up and, and talk about matherin and people are always def- defending matherin the reason why matherin is not playing is because of matherin right now right and we've just had over the years a certain group 
that wanted to be critical of Miles, and, and that's why I kind of took on this. I, I didn't believe in him um, as a player with this team and still with this personnel, but I always felt that he was unfairly criticized by a lot of clowns around here, and I mean both on the radio and off the radio clowns. Now, when he deserves it, I'm ready to hand it out. Like right now, both he and his team, I'm looking for a more consistent brand of basketball. There's nothing wrong with it. And he's a part of that. But let's just face it, and I know that that Matherin is in year number two and he was just a rookie, but there are others always been on this team that people treat differently than they do Miles. And... You know, again, I don't even have to worry about it really anymore. It hasn't bothered me in a while because with the extension, I I won. And then those I end up getting in arguments with are just idiots. So, you know, I also win there too. I mean, you win with your thoughts on the player and then you win in life. So it's all good. Diamond Sports Group reached a one-season deal with the NBA that essentially guarantees that the Bally Sports RSNs, the regional sports networks, will continue to carry NBA games through the end of the season. Diamond and the NBA unveiled some of the deal's details in a bankruptcy court filing this afternoon. The court still needs to okay the deal before it can move forward. The NBA likes this deal because it gives the league more flexibility as Diamond tries to navigate its way through bankruptcy. Regardless of the current length of some of the NBA team's Bally Sports deals, all are set to end after this season. Now, I just got that courtesy of John Aran of uh, Sports Business Journal. Like people are telling me, including Eddie Garrison here, is telling me that that's a major news for Pacer fans being able to watch the games in the future. I would just ask this: the Pacer games have been there somewhere. But in large part, the commotion and the fiasco has been with the technology and the usage of the app. So is that going to get better with all this? So that's the part I didn't see there. I'm assuming that gets better because the Pacer games have been there, but a lot of you have been unable to see it because of the common uselessness of the app. So I'm assuming with that, that means things as Howard Jones once famously said, can only get better. From Corrigan, JMV, I drove down from Central Virginia for the Colts game yesterday. My son had a horrific asthma attack outside of the stadium. The EMTs and Panther staff, amazing. Love they showed my son and myself the love second to none. Man, Corgan's a great listener here. Hope everything is okay up there with your son, Corgan. I say up there like Virginia's up there. I hope everything is okay, man. He sent me a picture yesterday. It's from Jared. Sammy Watkins JMB, JMV would be such a Colts move. Bringing a guy that was washed two teams ago. Ian Rappaport had tweeted out a little bit earlier that Sammy Watkins was in 
the wide receiver working out for the Colts earlier today. Cameron's up next at 239-1070. Hello, Cameron. Hey, John. I uh, appreciate you taking the call. I you know it. Say another thing real quick about the Pacers. Um, I'm definitely with you on Matherin. I think it's pretty simple. The only reason he's not playing is because of himself. But my thing is, you, you, we often talk about trying to hide Halliburton, you know, trying to hide your superstar or someone who really can't play defense that well. But what sucks with the Pacers is they seem like they, they have three guys they have to hide in their starting lineup with Matherin and Toppin. And it's just it's frustrating to watch because if you're not going to get production out of, you know, Halliburton on defense or maybe Toppin, then obviously you look at Matherin and he just gets lost out there. So, I mean, I, I don't blame Miles for, like, people talk about the criticism, but he always has to hold it down when guards are getting blown past them. But when you got three out of your five guys in your starting lineup that are technically liabilities on defense, I don't see where you go from there, especially since all you heard in the offseason was we're ready to be a playoff team and we're ready to do this. But yeah. if they get in the playoffs, they're headhunting those three guys every single play yep. on defense. Yeah, and that's been the point you bring up regarding Halliburton. And don't get me wrong, he, he had a brilliant performance on Saturday, but we have seen teams, we saw Chicago this time last week, line him up how many different times in the fourth uh, with a little two-man game action right there and, uh, you know, got switches and, you know, defensively went straight at him in those situations. And you're right, if they get better defensively, he's going to have to be a part of that improvement. There's no question. And the last quick thing I'll say is about Jarris Walker. I know we often talk about guys, you know, not wanting to rush in or not being ready, but his size and, you know, he was credited a lot about his defense coming out of college. When, I don't know when, but I would assume soon they should at least give him a chance to go out there and play some defense considering he's one of your bigger guys on your team. Yeah, you just kind of, you kind of wonder when that is, is going to consistently happen. I, I just assume that Rick Carlisle believes he's not – close to being ready yet and I think that is kind of the same assumption that Rick gets in terms of the the amount of minutes that Matherin is getting right now you know what I mean I, I just you, you I guess these guys just have to show a little bit more so uh, we'll see I think you're right on a lot of those points especially defensively that's what makes me wonder Cameron if they're capable of getting that much better because of what you bring up for sure I appreciate the call John have a good one anytime thank you very much I gotta hit a break here let me we're not, Jeremiah, really quick here. Jeremiah, are you coming to Lou Malnati's tonight? Hell yeah, I'm coming to Lou Malnati's, and I'm not here to discuss undergarments either because I ain't trying to get uh, in you in, or myself in trouble. I don't want to hear uh, about any thong, the thong, thong, thong. Who's, who did that song back in 2000? Who did it? That was Cisco. Cisco. Look at you, yes. brother. Look at you. Yes. I appreciate the, uh, the, the, the song request this weekend, too. Uh, huge shout-out uh, from that. Um, oh, we're going to get, get loose this Saturday, too, because I may go till 3 a.m. It's going to get loose yes, with a lot sir, of 90s. A lot of 90s coming at you, too. And then, I'll, see, I'll get, like, deep into the night, too, if I do an all-nighter and just play whatever because nobody's going to be listening that's going to care, right? I can't get in trouble. All those people, all the bosses will be asleep. I'm in. I'm in. I'm, I think that's all, all the bosses around here go eat at MCL and they're in bed by seven thirty on Saturday night. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> yes, the uh, the aspect of the Pacers and the consistency, I, I completely agree with. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to have Bally's and see the game regularly, um, but the the fact is, is does anyone in the NBA even play defense? Is there any consistency in the NBA for defense? Well, and, and, and while you're right about that, I guess my major focus has been on the team that we cover. 
and there right. there is there is no future in that type of play on that end of the floor. There is zero just, future. I mean, all of our like all of our expectations will be dashed if there's any sort of defense played consistently like that. Well, and I get that, and I just seem like that's kind of like the Peyton Manning era of the Colts is the defense may have been absent, so we'll just outscore whoever and go that route. And I think that's kind of what the Pacers are looking at is we're just going to shoot threes and outscore everybody, and whether or not we're playing defense doesn't really matter. And that's what I see in the NBA as a whole. Yeah. Lou Malnati's tonight, Jeremiah. Get over there with Melissa. We'll see you, my brother. i got gift cards for everybody. Trivia, gift cards, Lou Malnati's, Broad Ripple tonight, 7 until 9. Win Schuler Spreadable Cheeses Lounge via YouTube Live. I'm jumping in in a minute. More of your calls and Stephen Holder of ESPN coming up at 5. Don't go anywhere. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Son, you got a panty on your head. You drive fast, eh? 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Four and a half minutes to go in the game. Airing it out, and it's another pick for the Colts inside the 40-yard line, and that is Sagood Alubi. Bryce Young has thrown three of them today. Two by Kenny Moore. This time, it's Sagood Alubi with the takeaway via the interception, and the Colts take over with 4.31 to go. Matt Taylor on the call right there. Colts win 27-13, 4-5 of the season on the road in Frankfurt, Germany on Sunday. That's going to be early. 6.30 Colts pregame huddle for us coming up on Sunday morning. Meanwhile, Matt and Rick Venturi and Joe Wrights have Colts roundtable. Remember, 5.30 tonight. So I got to bail out of here 30 minutes earlier than usual. 5.30 tonight for Colts roundtable. Spurs, Pacers tonight. The uh, injury list seemed to be clean for the matchup with San Antonio and the Pacers at Gambridge Fieldhouse. 6.30 again. Your pregame coverage for that, yeah. Uh, you got the uh, Boilermakers tonight. Open up things against Sanford. And uh, IUPUI get a win. Uh, the Jags of Luke Basso, everybody. The AD. Hello, everybody. I'm Basso, the AD. That win over Spalding. Louisville, Kentucky. Do we check that Division Three Spalding? Mm-hmm. A little bit earlier today, that officially got college basketball underway. Andrew writes this, if I try this Win Schuler's spreadable cheese spreadability stuff and don't like it, are you going to refund me? Uh, I will not refund you. However, Andrew, I will call into question the uh, viability of your taste buds. That's what I'm going to do. There's no way... None. <laughs> Jennifer says, this is what I use when I exercise. <laughs> Outstanding. 
that makes me laugh. Inside the Winshuler Spreadable Cheeses Lounge YouTube Live, by the way, too. Lou Malnati's in Broad Ripple tonight, 7 until 9. This is not a radio event. However, I will have the microphone. We'll be doing trivia, handing out gift cards for you while we're there. Plus, this will mark the latest I have been in Broad Ripple since 2016. Seriously. Because th- I'm, I'm just kind of getting a little bit old. So 9 o'clock, I think the last time was when they had, maybe earlier than that, the last time I was in Broad Ripple, 9 o'clock or later, I take that back. I went to see Psychedelic Furs there a couple of years ago, and that was past 9 o'clock. So once since 2016. Hope to see you there. Lou Malnati's, the great pizza, the great food in Broad Ripple, and incredible trivia for you all tonight. Hope to see you there. 239-1070. Adam is up next on the show. Hello, Adam. Hey, how you doing, JMV? Adam, I'm fantastic. Thank you for the call. Hey, no problem. I got a couple things for you. Shout yep. out to Kenny Moore. Shout out to uh, DeForest Buckner. That yes. was a good game. And I'm going to use your term. It is a sports arousal Monday. I'm wearing a horsepower football shirt uh, to show support for the team. And uh, it was a good birthday weekend. On Wednesday, this past Wednesday, I turned 36. So it was a good overall weekend to win the football game. My man, the sport. You had me at sports arousal right there, Adam. Well done. Oh, yeah. Well done. Now, they can't give it back because, again, that was a game you had to win because Carolina was absolutely awful. But you can't give that back. You can't fly all the way to Europe and then uh, take an L to a 2-7 and seven New England team like that. you got to keep it going into the bye week. So, hopefully they can do that very early on a Sunday morning. So, you're going to church? You're watching a football game. What's happening? Uh, I'm going to be watching the football game. I mean, it's going to be an early turnaround, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. All right. Now, early turnaround for me, too. I'm just going to stay up all night, I think, Adam. We'll both do that. Hell, yeah. That's a, that's a good idea. All right, Adam. Thank you for the call. The sports arousal right there. Church or football? When's the last time you've been to church, James? I don't even know. It's been probably a long time. I, um, I want to say the last time I, w- I went to church, I went one time with my girlfriend in 1988. And I don't know where I was. It was somewhere in Greene County, and they started speaking in tongues. Um, So one time, I've been one time, I stopped going in September the 8th, 1979. (laughs) So it's been a a bit. So I don't even remember the last time I sat The the whole speaking in tongues thing was, I'm kidding. eh. I grew up Methodist, so we didn't do any of that. Well, I didn't grow up really anything. (laughs) I don't think. I just hate we always made sure we were done. I think I just went because started. my my friends would go in, in the small town in which I live. But uh, I think it was speaking in tongues. So I'd never seen that before. But originally September the eighth, nineteen seventy nine. And I, my my parting and this was really bad for a nine year old to say. I said, you know what? I can't stay because. And I really did like it. This is a true story. I got to get home and watch the NFL Today. And that was back when the NFL Today had Britton Musburger, had uh, Irv Cross, Jimmy the Greek was a part of it. And I want to say, I think this was uh, Phyllis George. I really loved it with Jane Kennedy, too. Don't get me wrong. I was a big fan of Jane Kennedy. But uh, Phyllis, I think it was the Phyllis George 
couple of years of NFL today. That that still is the pre NFL game program that to me is state of the art. The Brenton Musburger, you are looking live, will never, ever, ever be recaptured to that level. Pretty awesome stuff. Uh, Jay's next at 239-1070. Hello, Jay. Hey, John. How's everything going today? Jay, that was a great call the other night, too. You get a Larceny Bourbon double shot power of the 80s decade and the decade of the 70s. Nice job. Really? I didn't realize it was a double shot. I, I, yeah, because you asked for one in the 70s. Yeah, I double okay. shot it up right there. I think we all need a Larceny Bourbon double okay, cool. shot. Yeah. Phyllis George was smoking along with Jane Kennedy. Uh, back Phyllis George was, I believe, Miss Kentucky in the Miss America pageant back oh, in the yeah. day. Was she not? Yeah, she was. What do you got, Jay? But I believe uh, I want to talk about Kenny Moore and compliment him on his two pick sixes. And I can't believe a Colt has not never done that before. Never. I would think like Nesby Glasgow or Eugene Daniel or even big play Ray Buchanan might have done it. But. I would imagine all three of those names would have had it done to them in the same game, just not yeah. by them. Yes, I'm assuming they probably gave up two or more touchdown passes in the same game. But yeah, Especially never. when Ray, Ray played for Atlanta, playing Denver in the Super Bowl, I'm surprised was it Shannon Sharp didn't do that to him. Jay, what else you got? Um, That's about it. I missed the three quarters of the game because I was playing pickleball yesterday, but... <laughs> How long How long was Kenny Moore's first touchdown? Oh, man, I got to go back and look at the stats, Jay. Why'd you ask me that? 49 Son yards, my maybe? God, you. Um, 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 my bad. That's a bad Yeah, I got – how much game, How much was it, James? I got I got a buck 15 overall. How much was the longest? Uh, how the, long was well, the, the longest? The first one was 49. What? The second one was 66. Yeah. Wow, he he did more yards than the Colts rushing game did. I bet yesterday. Yeah, the, the Colts total yards. Thank you, Jay, for the call. Only one ninety eight. So one fifteen in total interception yardage and two TDs for Kenny Moore. One ninety eight for the Colts yesterday. Offensively, and believe me, without Kenny Moore, had you guys gotten him to your wishes, traded. For third day draft selections, as everybody got aroused about all you dorks last week, then that wouldn't have happened. There is something to say about keeping good players on your team. That's okay. Even in a rebuild, you can keep good players. You're allowed to do it. Nothing says you have to have 5,000 fifth round picks. Well done, Kenny Moore. Quick one, we'll come back. If you're on hold, Stephen Holder, top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. 93.5107 by the fan. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Two more minutes. They could be miles off course. That's impossible. They're on instruments. This is going to be 
a real sweat. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Better crank this up for our good friend, Chris Denary, who's probably already inside the Gambridge Fieldhouse tonight. He is getting a musical arousal right now with the voice of one Darius Rucker. Did anybody else believe when Hootie and the Blowfish came out with Cracked Rearview that they were going to try to, I mean, they, the the music industry was going to try to play them off as an alternative band. Anybody else believe that? I believe that. Uh, the 90s revival continues. That's next summer in Noblesville. Hootie and the Blowfish. Are you ready for this? Hootie and the Blowfish, along with Collective Soul and Edward McCain. That is going to be the show coming up the summer of 24 at Ruoff Home Mortgage Music Center. Tickets go on sale the 10th. When is the 10th? Is that tomorrow? What's today's date? No. Today's the uh, the 6th. Today's the 6th. I'm a little off. <laughs> Friday? Uh, yes, Friday. Yeah. Uh, tickets go on sale on Friday. Number 9 at 239-1070. I'm going to give you a pair of tickets to go. It'll be a bit. But uh, relive the 1990s and know that I'm assuming that Chris Denary will be going. But if he does not get a chance to go, the voice of the Pacers will be incredibly jealous. But yeah, Darius Rucker rejoins the Blowfish. Along with Collective Soul and Edwin McCain. Tickets go on sale 10 a.m. on November the 10th. And uh, there you go. Ruoffo Mortgage Music Center. That concert is June the 8th. So enjoy it. Uh, Seriously, should be a good time. Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, Pacers Spurs coming up tonight, 6.30, your pregame coverage, 5.30, the Colts roundtable. Uh, that follows me here. We'll get Stephen Holder on at the top of the hour, talk a little bit about the Colts win yesterday, moving forward to Germany and more, especially that of Kenny Moore and Kenny Moore's longer-term future as well, especially after that game, and not even so much with that game yesterday with the two pick sixes, but just in general how he has been playing now, oftentimes, the results from that secondary play a role in how you think. But he has had a good year. Uh, made a lot better even after yesterday. We'll talk to Stephen Holder about that. Top of the hour. Fred's up next. Hello, Fred. Hey, John. How are you? Fred, I'm great. Go ahead. Guys, uh, I want to talk about the Colts game. Uh, even though the Colts won, the offense only scored 13 points. Yes. That's going nowhere. Yeah, it was. Uh, the, gonna, do you think Mr. Ballard's going to address the offensive line in the offseason, maybe? Well, um, here's the thing. I kind of wonder where you're going because now you've got four games missed by Braden Smith, and you kind of wonder where may, maybe things are going right there. We talk normally about, you know, in terms of shedding payroll and such regarding you know, Shaquille Leonard, at linebacker, but you kind of wonder where you're going at that position. I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody else at all in that line, and I'm just thinking out loud to you right now, Fred, would be, you know, from from Ryman to Nelson to Kelly 
And DeFries, I don't know who else would be in jeopardy. I, I guess I'm just coming up with Smith because of most recently his lack of availability. But I don't know who else would right, be in jeopardy. Availability. Yeah. Availability. So. That, that has Fred, certainly been a problem, Fred, no doubt. Perhaps the coach should unload Mr. Quentin Nelson, who gets hanged. Oh, man, Fred. Sorry about that. I did not hang up on Fred. Fred, your phone gave out. Sorry about that. A Fulton can lead coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Stephen Holder is going to be here as well. And uh, we'll be giving away hootie tickets, by the way, all week long. Lou Malnati's tonight in Broad Ripple. Hope to see you there. Stephen Holder about yesterday and the trek to Germany. Stephen Holder of ESPN's next. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. 57-yard field goal here for Matt Gay. The ball is on the right hash out of the hold of Rigoberto Sanchez. 58 seconds to play in the second quarter. Fourth down and nine. Sanchez waiting on the short snap. There it is. Has the distance from Matt Gay. It's up. And it is. It's good! It's good! You want automatic, you want clutch, you want consistency. That's number seven for the Indianapolis Colts. Good from 57 yards. Matt Gay gives the Colts a 13-3 lead. Man, that was clutch. 57 for Matt Gay right there. Colts win 27-13 over the Panthers. Off to Germany they go. Latter portions of this week in preparation for the 2-7 Patriots who uh, lost 2017 after an early lead, lost 20-17 to to the Commanders in Foxborough yesterday. You guys remember the day of the barefoot kicker? When we think about these guys, like Matt Gay from 57 and what Justin Tucker has done, how many barefoot kickers can you remember? Was Tony Franklin a barefoot kicker? Rich Carlos was a barefoot kicker. The era of barefoot kickers... I remember growing up watching football games and when somebody knocked it home from like 37 yards, you go, oh, wow, 37 yards. What a big kick. And now, get that 57. And here's what's weird about it. You expect it now. And why wouldn't you expect it? You expect that now. James. Well, I don't know. I don't know if he ever hit this in the NFL, but you mentioned Tony Franklin. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, he hit a 64-yarder in college. He did. Yeah, with no shoes on. I'm assuming. I don't know. I, was he barefoot? I want to yeah, make sure was, that I get that right. Uh, he had a nickname called the Barefoot Kicker. So yeah, he sweet. Was barefoot. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, so Rich Carlos kicked in Denver a lot of his years, and running out there with snow on the field, barefoot. Come on, man. If you're on hold, I get to you. Andy Moore, Automotive Group Hotline. Stephen Holder of ESPN joins us. Uh, do you have your Rolodex of barefoot kickers in front of you right now? No, but if my wheels are turning. I, I remember Tony Franklin. I do remember that yeah. distinctly. So, growing up in South Florida, 
you know, Dolphins, Patriots games. I remember all those, and then he'd be kicking. And and I never to this day, okay, I'm a grown man, and to this day, I have no earthly idea what that was even about. <laughs> I, I would actually love an explanation. <laughs> Can someone call in yes. and tell us why the hell did these guys kick barefoot? What is the advantage? It seems like it would hurt. Well, let me tell but, you this. James, get on that, too. Find a barefoot kicker and get him on the show, because I think we need answers decades later. <laughs> the people want to know. They I think do. the people want to know. They, they do. I also think about the pip, the, uh, and this is probably not a bad way to describe them, but the pipsqueak kickers of the past. The uh, I think Tony French. Was Tony French one, too, along with Tony Franklin? Jim Breach, the Barr brothers. Um, man, there, are, there are a lot of little <laughs> little dudes that would roll out there. Hey, I'll say this. I'll say this for Matt Gay. Like he went up and tried to make a tackle yesterday. Because by the way, the Panthers, the one thing they can do well yeah. is return. If you noticed in that game, and they had a couple of returns where it kind of got your palms sweating there for a minute. And Matt Gay went up and put a hit on a guy. I told him after the game. I said, I said, hey man. I said, uh, I, I said they don't. I said kickers are a little different than they used to be. So we were having this conversation yesterday. You know, I, yeah. I said to him, I said, you're not the, you're not exactly a small kicker. He's a big guy. Yeah. You know? So uh, I gave him his props on that. Yeah. And you know, you know, you do. I certainly sit here all the time, very critical of Chris Ballard, but that is one you definitely understand the makeup of your team right there yeah. and know that, you know, some of these things in the past, you would not have thought remotely in trying to do. And now, you, know, you just got to make sure as long as your, your coach is down with it and not going for it in some form or fashion that you end up getting three when a lot of times, most of the time, if not all the time in the past, you would not have. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because if you look at their schedule the rest of the way, uh, there are some teams on there that are not exactly offensive juggernauts. So there will be some opportunities, you know, if depending on the kind of game you are playing, you know, in terms of how the game is, is playing out, there will be some opportunities to, quote, take the points. And I'm not necessarily a take the points type of guy, but I, I think you just said it. You know, it depends on the situation and what's going on. Um, I, I think there will be some of those situations right now. It, it depends on, on two things. It depends on how the game's going, how the other team or, or what kind of firepower the other team has. It also depends on what kind of firepower you have yes in your own team and, the and they don't has a lot to do with that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they don't right and the other thing about it they don't have right now i thought yesterday steven in watching gardner Minshew, i know that he's never had a strong arm but it yeah. looks like game after game now he's a point where he does need the bye week he needs a rest but i thought yesterday was like an all-time low in terms of looking like a noodle arm yeah and and the stats bear that out he had i believe 4.9 yards per pass attempt which is kind of the metric that coaches like to use as kind of a universal uh, metric for for efficiency in your quarterback a 4.9 is a season low for Gardner Minshew and and that is way below where you want a guy to be you you want it in the high sixes and you want it in the sevens uh, ideally 4.9 is just you, you can't you just can't win like that now obviously they won but but that that game's an outlier because you had two pick sixes in there 
So it's very hard to win like that, and they may not have won without the defensive performance that they had because of the lack of offensive efficiency there. So uh, I do think it's something to be concerned about. Stephen Older of ESPN's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Speaking of, of Moore, I was really happy for Kenny doing the pick six twice in front of family yeah. and friends there yesterday and solidifying the thought that he should be ongoing even after this year, continuing to be in that secondary. And what occurred to me, and I'm assuming you probably got some of this, I had the nerdery crew of the group of the Colts fans out there that are always trying to track down the latest in fifth and sixth round third day selections, a lot of which wanted him traded and wished for him to be traded last week. I just thought all encompassing, that was a really good day for those of us that like Kenny a great deal and for Kenny and family themselves. So I know I'm supposed to be objective and I, I don't have to be here. I I completely agree with you. You don't have to be right here. But like, I love me some Kenny Moore. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Like, I remember, I remember the early days when he got here. I mean, Chuck was still the coach, Chuck Pagano. It was 2017. And, and I'll be honest now, I've told Kenny this story. I remember when he got here, he was on special teams. If you recall, and I don't know if you remember this, maybe some fans will remember but there were a couple of early games. They stuck him on, I think, like the kickoff team and punt team. And he was god-awful, okay? He made a couple of huge penalties that, like, gave the other team some points or translated the points. And I, I remember one instance where Chuck had to pull him aside and put his arm around him on the sideline and just be like, dude, you're killing us. Like, and I kept thinking, when are they going to cut this guy? He's terrible. Get this guy out of here. First of all, he's 5'7". Why is he here? <laughs> you know? and Or 5'8". I'm being mean. But I, these are honest opinions. These were honest thoughts. I, I really kept wondering, like, God, this new GM, what is he doing? Get this kid out of here. And they were patient with Kenny Moore. They saw something, to their credit, and they knew that they weren't winning anything that year. It was a developmental year. And to their credit, they let it play out. And frankly, by the next year, he was a guy. All right? he, was, he was literally playing uh, every down on defense by the next year. I, I mean, it happened really fast. And it, it's a credit to, to Kenny. And, and give his sister some credit and his mom. You know, they've made him who he is. You know, he lost his father a few years ago, uh, I think, while he was in college. He lost his dad. Uh, and they had been estranged for a long time and they had reunited and it was, it was a real you know, boost for him because, you know, he, he got to see him kind of, you know, get his football career underway a little bit. And, uh, and then he, he passed away. Um, I believe he, he had an illness and, and passed away some years ago. And that was a big blow to the family, obviously, but um, yeah, they've always been tight knit. You can tell. And, and he, you know, they mean a lot to him. And, and to see him with that joy after the game, you know, for his sisters to be there to witness that, I mean, the context of their, their father not being with them anymore is a big part of it, I think, and, and what has brought them closer together. So it's a great story, man. And, and he's a great guy, and he deserves all the success he's had. I also thought Stephen Holder joins us. He'd already etched his mark in the Colts wanting him here longer term. I thought yesterday and that performance solidified it even more. You agree? 
I think so. I, you know, I, I think Kenny had been having a really good year, and I don't know if everybody necessarily because the secondary that. has stunk is why. And yeah, yeah that's it, why. It sounds ridiculous to say one of their corners is having a career year, or maybe not a career year, but a, but a very good season. It doesn't it doesn't stand up to logic when every day on this show we're telling you the corners are terrible, right? So I understand that, but his role is very specific, and and he's just one of three or four corners who are on the field. He can only do so much. He's had a very good year. And I always felt what was missing was the splash plays. You know, and you can only make those when they come your way to some degree. But they came his way yesterday, and he made those plays. And I, and I love the fact that he was able to, to capitalize on that. Because, to be honest, sometimes that's the only way you really reinforce that you're having a good season is by making those splash plays and he was able to do it. So, so credit to him. Uh, and to your point, okay, to your question, you know, in terms of, will he be here long-term? I think this is how I see free agency in some respects. There are some players who are just far and away elite of the elite and, and they will work no matter where they have value to everyone. But then I think there are some players who are really good players but they might have more value to one team than another. And I just feel like the Colts, they understand Kenny Moore and what he brings better than anybody else. Uh, there are a lot of teams out there who I think just have this dismissive attitude about slot corners. If that's you, then Kenny Moore is probably not your guy. But I don't think that's the Colts, even though he's less, I think, utilized for, for the breadth of his talent in this particular scheme under Gus Bradley, Matt Eberflus maximized him. That doesn't mean that he's better than Gus Bradley. I'm just talking about one one position. But but even with that being the case, I still feel like they have they understand Kenny Moore's value and and they have really given him a chance to to maximize it when possible. That might need, that might not be the case on every team. And so I, I agree with you. I think they understand him, and for them, he'd have more value than perhaps other teams. Steven, did we see Gus Bradley go with the coaching flow yesterday, whereas sometimes we don't, considering his philosophy and how stubborn he can be with it? Um, I, I really think he didn't have to do anything out of character yesterday. <clears throat> Excuse me. So – so it just it, it kind of worked, and that's why I described it as go with the flow more yeah. than anything. Yeah, like what what I mean is, I I think I think I saw this stat somewhere. Uh, he blitzed. He had the fewest blitzes he's called this season. Well, the answer the reason is because they didn't have to. Yeah, they got in there. You know, you know, and and you know he's stubborn about blitzing. I think, and and I I think at times should do it more. He didn't have to do it yesterday. Uh, DeForest Buckner ensured that he and and frankly they got a lot of contributions from a lot of guys on that defensive line even down to the rookie at a Tom away uh oh my god at a bar away I think it's how you pronounce it I, we call him Tommy because that's the only thing well I done pronounce. yes yeah so anyway what I was saying is um they they got a lot of contributions from all those guys across the board and I, I think that was a great job so it, it kind of took the pressure off of Gus Bradley to do anything kind of out of character or anything that's that's not you know within the the usual um, scope of his scheme. Now, when you get an offense that puts some pressure on you, and and the quarterback starts cooking, that's when you have to do some things that maybe you aren't comfortable with. 
And and that's where, you know, Gus Bradley can be hit and miss. All right, I will ask you this, and, and maybe it's the wrong time. It's weird, too, because Gus Bradley's the one a month ago suggested that he's waiting on the results, the true results of Shaquille Leonard until November, where we are now. Let's just say, sitting here right now as I ask you, who's more likely to be here next year at this time, Gus Bradley or Shaquille Leonard? Ooh, tough one. I mean, I, I think it's it's an incomplete right now right the situation is right not, yeah is i not, probably lobbed that to you way too early yes yeah but that's that's fine but but i think i think we can we can address it this way what i'd say is that is is Shaquille Leonard taking steps in the right direction the answer is yes but that doesn't mean that that equates to 20 million dollars of performance so it's really going to boil down to how much do they value what he brings and, and whether it's more than just the plays he makes. By the way, credit to him, pretty strong performance yesterday. I mean, he, he didn't – listen, he's not making – there are plays he's just not making. Okay, I, I agree. I saw, and, I saw the highlights. Yeah, they, I, they I highlighted one in particular yeah, yesterday. Yeah. That was not good. That was not good. And, but the problem is he, he can't get off the blocks when he's matched up against like these guards and, and such. I mean, that's just not been his game. It's never been his game. And, and, and Shaq, as proud of a, a man as he is, he would tell you that, you know, he would tell you that. And, and we had this conversation, he and I, the other day. He's a guy who, in the previous iteration of, of the Colts defense, uh, he was allowed to, to play in such a way where he did not have to encounter those blocks. Now he is – and that's just not his game. I mean, he's, he weighs like 215 pounds, okay? That, that's what I weigh. And I ain't tackling anybody, <laughs> okay? So I, I just think the situation is he's not ideal for the scheme they're running and, or the, the role that he's playing in this scheme. It's not ideal for him. That's a fact. And, and I don't know how you fix that. In terms of Gus Bradley, I mean, obviously, it's not an either-or, right? It doesn't mean if Gus Bradley stays, Shaq Leonard goes. If Shaq Leonard stays, Gus Bradley goes. I don't, I don't want to frame it that way. So let's be clear. But, I mean, with Gus Bradley, I, I think the last – what do we got eight left? Eight games? I think these last eight games matter a lot. I do, too. For him. Yeah. I think they matter a lot. And here's the deal. The reality is – I think he's, he's acceptable as a defensive coordinator, but – is he the right guy going forward? That's a question Shane Steichen has to answer. Remember, he did not hire Gus Bradley. He was a package deal. The Colts said, you know, we'd really like to keep him. And Shane Steichen said, okay, fine. And so it's very much like what happened when Frank Reich was, was hired. And Frank was very much like, okay, I'll have an open mind about it, and then we'll see how it goes. It turned out it worked out pretty well. I think the first – Years of Matt Eberflus, I thought they were pretty good. Whether you agreed with that later on, that's another question. But, but, but it was an acceptable result. So here we have to see. It has to play out. We're only nine games in. And I think that's going to be a question Shane Steichen has to ask himself moving forward. And, and I don't know what his defensive press preferences are. I don't know. And that will be a very interesting conversation to have as we move forward. But I still think that's a very important point to remember. He did not hire Gus Bradley and the results have been inconsistent. So that is going to at least 
make it a question moving forward in my mind. Kind of makes you wonder, too. You know, Gus Bradley stays, same system. Uh, you're getting the same results as far as playing time for, for Shaquille Leonard. It may not match up monetarily, as you mentioned yeah. anyway. So it may not matter, but it certainly – um, it matters more if it is Gus Bradley in the future, knowing that's how he's going to be utilized. I mean, that just now, that will never match. Yeah. Now, now, one thing I, I will bring up is, you know, we we would we could have had a similar conversation about about Kenny Moore last year. Yeah. He did not adapt well to this to this Gus Bradley defense to the point where I wondered, okay, well, what's the point <laughs> in, in terms of like maybe he'd be better a better fit somewhere else. To the credit of the player and the team, they have figured it out, and he has become someone who is now contributing greatly to the defense. So the question then becomes, can Shaq Leonard make a similar transition? The difference with Shaq Leonard is he has physical challenges that Kenny Moore doesn't have, and we all know what they are. We've been talking about it for two years. So that's what makes those situations a little different, and and it complicates things um, in a situation that's already complicated. Would, would, would have Kenny been cool if they would have, in a pinch, moved him to the outside to see what he can do as opposed to keeping him where he is most comfortable and certainly in his career most effective? <laughs> he really hasn't answered the question. We did ask. I, I asked. Others asked. I, I, my, my sense is, is that he didn't want to do that. Okay. But he didn't say that explicitly. Um I think the decision was made collectively that that was not the best move. And, and, and I think you could argue there's some, there's some strong rationale behind that as bad as it was. Okay. In previous weeks, I, I, I agree. There's, there's nothing you can say to mitigate what happened. It was terrible, but you know, listen, he has an important role at playing that nickel too, because he can do things there that no one else can do from that spot. So you would weaken that spot and maybe put him at another spot outside where he's not uh, at his best. He can play it and be effective. Don't get me wrong, but you're going to get more production out of Kenny Moore in his traditional spot. So I think that it's a, you know, it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, I guess. Um, and you know you don't get maybe you don't get that performance from Kenny Moore yesterday if he's playing in, in a different role. You right. know, he, he's playing in the middle of the field where he's comfortable and he can cover a lot of ground. And you know, so I don't know he he can kind of play with his eyes on the quarterback. And so that's where he really can be maximized. I don't know. I mean, to your to answer your question, did he want to move outside? My guess is no, but I also think. I, I understand to a degree why you don't do it. Hey, 30 seconds, Stephen, remaining here. Braden Smith, yeah. Zaire Franklin, I know in a week in which they have to travel to Frankfurt, Germany. They didn't play yesterday. What about Sunday morning against New England? I don't know, man. Braden Smith, I, I think at this point he needed to have been back in practice by now uh, to really get back into to the swing. I mean, he hasn't played in several weeks. Zaire Franklin has a chance, so we will see. Um, I think Braden Smith, they just give him uh, till after the bye is my personal prediction. Uh, did I miss one, or was it those two? No, no, just those two right there. Those okay, two majors, gotcha. no doubt about yeah. that. Hey, I tell you what, so, James is going to get on getting a former barefoot kicker on this show so we can answer the questions <laughs> that need to be answered. 
All right, man. Hey, I'm uh, I'm off to see Wemby tonight. I want to check this oh, out. Oh yeah, are you really? It. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell the tell the Pacers since they're hijacking 30 minutes of my time to maybe give a more balanced <laughs> performance, a more consistent performance tonight against San Antonio. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. I, I'd be good with that. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. All right, I'll see you, Stephen Holder. ESPN on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. I mentioned that too. Pacers San Antonio. Clean slate both sides injury-wise, so things should be good to go for both teams tonight. Colts Roundtable comes up at 5.30. A Fulton, I know you're on here. I got to run here in 10 seconds. A Fulton, uh, my plan is to come and see you and your performance of Elf a week from Friday. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. A week from Friday, Fulton. Yeah, we've got just rehearsals, so we'll be ready. You got it, buddy. I'll see you. I'll give you guys a call as well off the air. That's our guy Fulton right there. I'm going to Tipton to watch Fulton and his performance of Elf coming up a week from Friday. Thank you, Fulton. Uh, Winshuler Spreadable Cheese is the official sponsor inside the lounge for your YouTube Live. You guys have been great today. Carl, well done out of you. I don't know what you did, but it was great. <laughs> James, great from you as well. Stephen Holder, Podcast 1075thefan.com. A Wimby reaction tomorrow. You can't wait, can you? Be great coming up too. We're going to be in Broad Ripple. Lou Malnati, 7 until 9. Trivia gift cards I'll give to you. I want to see you in Broad Ripple. Lou Malnati's tonight from 7 until 9. Colts Roundtable, Matt Taylor and the gang. Next.